Today is November 3rd, 2022. Uh, Bama LSU this weekend for the driver's seat in the West. Um, the Steelers are trash, uh, fighting in the locker rooms, uh, uh, the tunnels of Michigan, Michigan State, and what is going on in Auburn. So let's talk about it here and now. All right, so uh, Bama LSU this weekend. This is a big one, um, really for the well, the driver's seat in the West because you know we'll have to beat LSU and Ole Miss uh, and Auburn, so we got to win three more league games to guarantee our spot in the in in Atlanta. So uh, it starts Saturday with LSU, who's playing the best they've played all year. Uh, you know, I went to LSU Tennessee a couple weeks, you know, a few weeks ago, and Tennessee steamrolled them. Um, but they're doing that to everybody. So, but LSU's really, really playing well now. Um, makes me a little bit nervous. Night game in Death Valley. We're not very good on the road. The last two years, uh, this game has me a little nervous. Yeah. And we're thirteen and a half point favorites. That blew my mind. Or what's the spread? Wasn't it thirteen? Thirteen. I opened at thirteen and a half. Having See that? Them. That shocked me. Uh, uh, on the road. In Baton Rouge, as 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 average as we've been on the road, that shocked me. The spread was that high, and then it ticked me off because now LSU is going to have that peppered all over their billboard, all their bulletin boards all week long, all for two weeks practicing whatnot, whatnot. You know, nobody thinks you got a chance. Nobody thinks you got. They give you fourteen point dogs, man. They don't think you can hang within two touchdowns of these guys. So that I can't stand that, but here we are. It is really interesting yeah, to see yeah. what's going to happen. Um, you know, everybody got a wants to make... resurgence after Ole Miss. So, and like Tennessee, it's a very hostile environment to play in, with one of the worst on the road teams we've ever had. So, I mean, it's two years in a row we've really looked. I had to grind out some road wins. But the one pro is that LSU. I've watched LSU, and they always start horribly. They yeah. always start with a huge deficit. They have to claw them. Even with Ole Miss, they had to claw their way out of that game. Yeah, that was like 17-3. And then I came back to it, and it was like 45-17. Yeah, no, right. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. I was, all right, Ole Miss has got this. And nope. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. You know, and then you have that quarterback comparison that everybody keeps making this week, uh, Jaden Daniels and Bryce Young. Um, their stats you are pretty right close. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now too. Here, um, looking at it, 1906 uh, for Young, um, 18 touchdowns, three interceptions, which they don't see there. Oh, they do see that. Sorry, um, Jaden Daniels, 18, 12, 12 touchdowns, one interception. That is through passing. Uh, so he has 21 um, total on the year. Uh, does Jaden only have 12? Does Jaden have nine rushing touchdowns? He has nine rushing touchdowns. Wow, I did not know that. But he's also their leading rusher as well. Uh, he he is on um, 113 attempts, 524 yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, for us, we've got Jameer Gibbs at 98 attempts, 672 yards, and six touchdowns on the ground. Uh, that doesn't include receiving. Ooh, I think it's all. I think a big. It's going to be about Bryce and Jameer, maybe. 
You know, shout out to the UA unofficial UA assistant coaches, Mr. MJG, Mr. Jameer Gibbs, to the crib Gibbs is what uh, Coach Doe calls him. So uh, that's what we go with. Um, I think he's going to be a big factor. Like uh, he's going to have to go off. He's going to have to go off, or one of these receivers is finally going to have to freaking do something. I agree. We're going to run the ball early and often. They have, uh, they've given up yeah. a hundred yard rusher the past three weeks. Um, oh, really? The okay. Tempo early. Yeah. I mean, okay. AR 15 so, rushed for one Oh nine against them. But. Man. So I, I read an article today. I, I can't, I don't know if I sent you guys that article about what, why there's been such a drop off in the receiver production from the last few years to this year. Of course, the main thing is the rideouts are gone. That was, <laughs> It's going to be hard to to field receivers like we've had the last four years. Let's just be honest. That was a that was insane. But our leading receiver through eight games has three hundred and seventy eight yards. Three hundred seventy eight yards. Is that Brooks? Um, I can't remember. In twenty twenty, Smitty after eight games had a thousand and fifty. <laughs> now, we also had like 70 receptions. It was absurd. Now, it's unfair to compare anybody to Smitty because he was the most unstoppable force I've ever seen outside of Jalen Waddle. You talking about the Slim Reaper? Come Slim Reaper. The Reaper. There's a yeah. reason they call him the Reaper. He takes yeah. souls. Slim, baby. Slim, Slim. baby. He's playing tonight. What's he got? Let me check him stats on those Smiths. Schmitty. Smith City. (laughs) Yeah, but that shocked me that our receiver, our leading receiver only had 378 yards. Now, they're spreading the ball around a lot more. Uh, You know, they've got several different players with like over 20 catches, uh, over 200 yards. They're spreading the ball around. Um, But... We just don't have that dude, except for Gibbs. The, the, and there's the crazy thing about it, too. Um, usually, it'd be our wide receivers that'd be stepping up, and you talk about how, um, you know, the ball is being spread around a lot more this year. Um, right. Looking at it, Brooks is the leading receiver. Uh, you were right. He has uh, 21, uh, 21 receptions, uh, 376. Uh, or he's averaging 17.9 yards a carry uh, or a catch. Sorry about that. Uh, his long was 40, and he's got four TDs on the ground. The next guy's Burton. Uh, and then after that, it's Gibbs again. Okay. So Gibbs yes. is the leading receiver, leading yeah. rusher, and third leading <laughs> receiver. Uh, he was also the, he was the leading receiver up to week five, if I'm not mistaken. So, your running back's probably the second best player on the team behind Bryce Young. There's no doubt about yeah. it. I mean, and they, and they're very, very, they're close. Bryce being his decision making and everything, but yeah, it's it's something to definitely, um, definitely look at. But yeah, it's getting you know we're looking at everything else. I mean, as at reiterating what you know uh, Jeff said, you know Burton's got 306, and Princess uh, has got 279. Um, Holden got to, yeah. So we got a bunch of people who are who got oh, you know in the two hundreds as far as that goes uh, in the receivings. Well, it's uh, 
That shocks me. And, you know, uh, I think I think Prentice is really the only freshman that's made any noise on the receiving team on the receiver group. Is Isaiah um, Bond a freshman? Yes, Isaiah Bond is a freshman, and he's I expect right, big right. things from him. Bond. He's got Isaiah Bond. He's got nine receptions for 159 yards. Uh, his long was 53. So uh, I, I, he he's at, was averaging um, up to this game 17.7 yards uh, catch. So that's pretty stout. I agree. I expect big things. Um, he's quit. Uh, you know, there's we've got some other ones coming up too. I uh, hear that we might see. You know, we've been saying we've been hearing this for the past couple of weeks. Tyler Harrell. Um, he got in like the last two plays of the game against State. Mm-hmm. Yep, he had one catch, so he does exist. Oh, did he get a catch? I couldn't remember if he had a catch yeah. or not. Yeah, one catch, one catch for <laughs> twelve yards on the board. But he's getting real. involved. Isaiah Bond getting involved. So they do rotate a lot, though, which kind of drives me nuts. It seems like they never have the same three guys out there. Yeah, so I, I don't know if they're drive. if that's planned or, or if we're just searching for somebody to. You know, just take. It's got to be it. Like take it. Like, seems take like the job. Holden has a huge drop in the first quarter every game. God dang! Don't march him out there. Do you do but you realize? Listen to this. The last six games combined, or the last four games combined, Holden has six catches for fifty yards. Combined four games. That's absurd. That's that sucks. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, come on, man. For a guy that was our number one coming in? Yes. Not good. And, he, and he's made some big plays this year, and then he just suddenly just craps the bed. I mean, it cost him his big. job. He's a big boy. That cost him reps. You know, and if Bond could would catch, you know, the ball as Bryce throws him, I mean, he's, he's got the best name of all time for a nickname. I mean – if he starts dominating, is the last name like Bond? Come on. <laughs> I mean, the marketing is genius, but you can't you can't be doinking them off your face mask when you're wide open. If you if you want to, you know, get that in it that NLI deal, man, or NIL deal, man, you got to catch them balls. I agree. I agree. Have seen too shout many out to those in the chat. Uh, I don't know who's in there, but we got some people watching. So. If you're watching and want to comment and give us a thought, give us a thought. I think everybody's awaiting Maverick's arrival. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Maverick? I have no idea who that is. I think I've heard I, of I him. Feel a need right now. One, uh, one of a kind. <laughs> he one of a kind. That's all I'm saying. I think Maverick's probably going to come out uh, when you know we start talking about the brawl that uh, occurred over the weekend. That was um, fantastic. And we'll get to that though, because I got thoughts. Uh, Put a pin in it. Uh, Put a pin in it. (laughs) Um, Uh Oh, somebody gave us a thumbs up on Facebook. Yeah. Whoever thumbs up, thank you for the thumbs up. We take all the thumbs we can get. Looks like we got uh, Brett Stallworth. Thank you, Mr. Brett. Thank you, Mr. Stallworth, for that. Um, You know, just uh, if you ever. Anybody out there watching, listening, uh, just give us a hey. We, we're, we're all flowing off stuff, so that's how we that's how we roll here. Um, you know, given the overall um, for this week, we've got to we've got to hit it fast and we got to hit it early. 
Uh, if we don't, um, we do not want to drag the game out and let this game go into the fourth quarter because uh, that's where um, we, 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 we could really lose the handle of the game and uh, we could end up losing another game. So we do not want to get down and go to the fourth quarter this year, especially. Yeah. Um, what do you think, guys? Yeah, you got to kick him in the teeth from the beginning, you know. Yeah, we, we can't we linger. Just like get it together, like no, it's it's not bad. If 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 LSU starts going, like starts flowing, like we we in trouble. And that's the thing, like that's the one pro we have is that LSU has always started horribly. So if we can at least capitalize on that, then we got something. But yeah, if we've been having the same slow rollout that we have with all the other road games, then I don't know. I mean, even since week one, Jaden Daniels plays his best football in the fourth quarter. Because yeah, they were down and out Yeah. And he really so we, like, we can't knock it. Like, he, you know, he's got the stuff. So, like, we, I, I, man, we just got to attack early, in my opinion. We just got to attack early. Attack early. Like, I, don't be conservative. Like, let him unleash. You know, like, let him unleash. I, I know Bob's got that paint-by-numbers offense. See the end of the Tennessee game, uh, if you need any proof for that. Uh, that was a straight-up uh, uh, paint-by-numbers play-calling offense right there at the end of that game. Uh, all you do is run it three times in the middle of the field, make them use all the timeouts, and attempt a field goal from the center of the field, and, you know, give us the last play where they don't have time to go 50 yards in eight seconds and win the game. Uh, anyway, so just – that's football one on one to me. Yet Bob was like, "Nope, not gonna do it. No feel for the game. I got my paint my paint by numbers offense. This is what we're doing. They playing chess. Bob playing checkers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? They went fifty yards in eight seconds and kicked the winning field goal on a knuckleball kick. Went right down the middle. I said, "You got to be kidding Big me." Big brain move. Big dog. No that a boy, Bab. Who's the Auburn AD? That guy from Mississippi State. Like, call Bob, man. We'll <laughs> please. We'll pack for him. Remember, this is the guy that traded D Hop for David Johnson and a, a bag of worms. Remember, never forget that. It's a bad trade. It's a really bad trade. It's terrible. It's, <laughs> it's it, a really bad it, trade. It's it's it, it's it's in goes down as one of the worst trades that I think has occurred in the last ten years. <laughs> it's not even a joke. That trade was horrible. Yeah, it was very very bad. I don't know how much terrible he had because terrible. Yeah, probably just wouldn't have played anyway. Yeah, but. or he knew he's gonna get fired, so he's like, I'm about to get shit canned anyway. So uh, I'm just That's gonna really trade our best player. <laughs> And then, and then he he all he always knew that that Deshaun Watson was a scumbag. So he was like, "This guy's gonna play him. This guy's gonna get himself in trouble." So I'll just trade D Hop. And then when this guy gets suspended, I'll just leave this franchise a giant dumpster fire. Well done, Bob. Well done. Let me give Bob a standing O for that. Well done, Bob. Well done. He's probably on the phone for Deshaun. <laughs> and now I feel bad. I feel bad a, a little tiny bit. A little tiny bit, I feel bad for Bob because, honest to God, whoever came in following Sark was going to be a step down. Uh, because Sark was the best play caller that I've ever, ever seen in, in, in my life. Now, that could be because of the weapons that he, you know, the guns he was firing with. But he, he was the best I have ever seen at 
exploiting mismatches. Like I've never all the all the shifts and the motions and whatnot. You, go to that Ohio State championship game and remember that play where Smitty was one, got matched up with that linebacker that tried to tried to twist Najee's foot off on that goal line play. Smitty didn't even run a route. They said hike. He just ran a straight line and left that guy. And I was like, that was Sark's brilliance in a nutshell. Was that play because whatever shifting he did wound up with that Borland idiot on Smitty. And Smitty looked at the look over at Mac and was like, <laughs> "Just chuck it, brother, and we got this cat." And that's exactly what happened, you know. So uh, Sark, Sark, that was what he was literally the best at, in my opinion, was exploiting mismatches. And Bob does none of that, none of that. He's very, he's very vanilla. Uh, very. And he is going. To, he's got a set of plays he's going to run, and he's going to run them. Hey, uh, Fonz, uh, what's your bet on our first down play? What's it going to be? Run. First down? It's going to be a run. (laughs) Uh, Let me look at the script. Damn. Damn. Watch this. Watch this. Hey, hey, Fonz, real quick. What's the uh, Steelers' first play going to be our next game? (laughs) A run. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, to be fair, a lot of teams run the first play, but they don't draw the dumbest run play. There. <laughs> what Most handoff of our, up the middle? Our teams do. <laughs> yeah. the hey, hey, at least at least our run at Bama, Bob will at least run like a, a, a sweep of some kind. You know, Matt Canada just says hike, and they just hand it to Najee as as our line gets pushed back five yards. That's yep. B block, but just whatever. Jumps around in the backfield a little bit. Somehow makes it back to the line of scrimmage. And then we're going to do it the same thing the next play and throw it short of the sticks. Anyway, <laughs> different conversation. But. <laughs> that's what I say. That's a different block. But, yes, we. I, in my opinion, we got to start fast. we got to come out like, I, I don't know, man. Like, we just got to establish something early. Like, find our identity early. Like, find what's working, hopefully early, and then exploit it. Like, I, I mean, if we're, this is the Bob complaint line, but – you know, O'Brien never seems to exploit like the weaknesses on the defense. It's like we'll we'll have a successful play doing something. I'm like, all right, we found the chink. You know that they can't cover Latou, so or they can't cover so and so, or they they can't cover the back coming around here on the sweep route. So let's, you know, let's pour into those. Nope, nope. Bobby having Bryce out here ducking and dodging and zipping and zapping. You know, running for his life. God, it makes me nuts. It's brutal to watch, but yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble later. But I don't know how good LSU really is. Yeah, I think. This I mean, that, that's a fair. Stick. That's a fair question. I mean, they're six and because, two. I mean, they beat Florida by ten. That's decent win. Not great. Slaughtered Ole Miss. Points. Slaughtered Ole Miss, but how good is Ole Miss? Yeah, it's how good is Ole Miss, Miss, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm with you. You know, I'm with it's you. a big question mark to me. I think we could go in and comfortably win that game if we do what we need to. Um, it's a lot like I felt about Texas and A&M, where if we let them hang around, they'll take advantage. But. Yeah, 
See, that's what ticked me off. It's like, dude, we are way more talented and better than Texas and Texas A&M. And, 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 and we made them look a lot better than they are. Well, you also have the teams that will just prepare for Alabama. They, right. They, you don't care if they win any other game. Right. That's yeah. That kind of plays into it as well, where like AM, Jimbo will gladly lose every other fucking SEC game if it means he can beat Bama. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hasn't. Oh, he got lucky last year, but. Yeah. Uh, That's the one F bomb. It's a PG 13 podcast. <laughs> yeah, like the, <laughs> like the the side note, like one of my first pods I did, uh, I, I said a few cuss words, and my mom texted me after the show and was like, "You said ass six times, you said damn twice, you said shit once." And she like gave me the cuss counter. And I was like, "Sorry, mom, I was, I had a little drinky, drinky, and I was, you know, I was burning." So you know, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway uh, but I, I i mean I, I think we're better than lsu lsu has one threat receiving wise that's Keyshawn butte um but the problem with them is they don't get him involved early in the game and then he checks out like that tennessee game mm-hmm. they they didn't throw him they, they didn't throw him a pass for like uh, almost till halftime and he had checked out by then like, i mean i mean he was useless by then um early in the game uh, he was wide open on a deep route, and Daniels wouldn't throw it. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's – if Daniels is a little more relaxed now and will let that fly going forward or not. But I think if we pressure him too, we got to stay disciplined, uh, mind the gap, set the edge. If, if, we, if we blitz Henry all game again, I, I don't know if I can watch that. I mean, need it's Dallas so... Turner's starting to turn it up, though. So yeah, I don't think we. I agree with you. I don't think Henry needs to blitz that much at all. He's I think terrible more out of when it comes Anderson. to blitzing. We need a lot more out of Will Anderson. Yes, he's he he was pretty steady first half of the season. Past couple weeks, I mean Tennessee, not much of a factor. He was a non-factor against Tennessee. Yeah, did he do? Playing. What did he do against Miss State? Does anybody got any of the box score? Did he? I mean, he he had some QB pressures. Um, yeah, I was there. I remember that. Oh, you went to the game? Head, he, yeah, he was involved, but I don't remember like hearing his name a ton. You know, I heard yeah. Dallas Turner a lot. Dallas Turner had a huge game, so we can get. Is Jalen Moody going. hurt? Do we? Know, is is Moody hurt? Uh, he played against Mississippi. I mean, he was popping early in the season, and then he hasn't played much in recent weeks and i just didn't know if he was injured he started against mississippi state i don't think he think he was rotational okay i mean he's the only one he's the only guy out there laying lumber i mean he's blowing yeah. people up he's um, nasty you know henry sure doesn't tackle nobody uh with any force or any any drive um deontay lawson i think has has a high ceiling but you can tell that he's green because, you know, he seems unsure sometimes or he's in the wrong place sometimes. You know, Henry's constantly overrunning lanes um, and taking terrible angles. But, you know, that's we just come that to expect that. But I I like Lawson. I think Lawson's going to be a beast. Um, but I don't think he should be playing ahead of Moody right now. But that's just, you know, I, that's just my me and my couch analyst skills. 
I'm with you, especially how soft we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't that giving up 50 yards in eight seconds in Tennessee was, was about rock bottom. I mean, that reminded me of the Shula years there. I'm like, is coach is Joe Kynes coaching the defense in the last series? That last throw wasn't even particularly great throw. Wasn't even a good throw. It was a duck. Yeah. But had had we not had our DBs not just given up on the you know had not just packed it in on that play, they could have picked that easy. I don't know if y'all remember the. Uh, well, of course I know you remember, but that the the 2010 Iron Bowl, the the massive choke job that we pulled. But that long TD that Cam Newton threw, that Mark Barron should have easily intercepted that, and uh, he didn't lift either arm to try to pick it off, and it went right over his head, and homeboy went down the field and scored. Like, I was screaming for them to cut Barron on the spot. And then, of course, after the game, they find out he had like a torn labrum and he couldn't lift his arms at all. So I'm like, what is he doing in the game? But in, in that vacuum... When that happened, I was like on the phone with my cousin going, yeah, cut him, cut him right now. Walk on the field in the middle of the field and cut his ass. I was, I was hollering. You know, and then after the game, they find, they come out, oh, yeah, he had a torn labrum or, or he had some shoulder injury and couldn't lift his arm. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was so mad. Because when Cam, he didn't even look. If you remember, Cam like kind of just turned and threw it up. And as soon as he let it go, I was like, that's a pick. Baron's gonna pick that easy. That's so easy, such an easy pick. And then he went up with both arms down by his waist, and the ball went right over his head. Touchdown! Like, and the dude was down the sidelines. It was over. <laughs> Parker, you got no audio. Just FYI. Did you mute your mic by accident? Uh, how about now? There he is. Gotcha. There he All is. Right. No, Sorry. What I, were you saying? I, I had to say uh, one of my biggest issues of defensive place in the past 12 years uh, is that play. He tore his pec muscle on that pec, play. That's what it was. His pec he muscle. Tore his that's pec right. Muscle. That's right. And the issue was he stayed in the game. The rest, that was in the like second or third quarter. I can't believe that. I don't know. I knew it was some bad injury, but I knew he couldn't lift his arm. Or arms or something like that, but dang. Come on, bro. Good. Wasn't good. Was not good. Anyway, that's 12 years ago, but still, it stings. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I think we. I think this is our game to lose, but I'm, I, I'd be lying if I said that I was completely confident that we were going to go in there and steamroll. Uh, I, I'd, if we were in Tuscaloosa, I'd feel a little bit better. Although last year we barely beat that terrible LSU team with a lame duck coach. I don't know what happened that game last year. Um, but if Ed Orgeron comes out after the game and says, you ain't nothing, <laughs> you got problems. So I, I don't know. It's not on CBS, so I'm going to listen to Gary talk. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Good Lord. He's when, does, when does ABC take over? Like, can we get rid of these – can we get rid of Danielson already? What's that? One more year of it. Okay, so it's next year too? And then in yeah, 24 yeah. is when the switch is? Yeah. So one more I can't year believe they're going to go another year. I can't believe Disney didn't just say, here's CBS, here's $5 billion. Piss off. <laughs> yeah, they own the world. I mean, yeah, like Disney said, you know what? We're just going to buy CBS. Screw it. <laughs> uh, you know, we're bored. We ain't, we ain't bought anything in like a week. So... Mm-hmm. 
as we snort cocaine from the level. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Do I own you yet? <laughs> <laughs> like that movie Boogie Nights with Mark Wahlberg <laughs> when they were trying to rip off that coke dealer? <laughs> yeah, it was an episode of South Park, too, where Mickey Mouse was like, Who are you? Do I own you? <laughs> Bob Iger was walking around doing that. So, yeah, but anyway, so predictions. Do you guys got any predictions? Parker, what you got? Um, I'm going to go with Bama's going to get the win. Um, it's going to be closer than everybody thinks. Um, I am going to probably stick with, they say thir- 13 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over. I'm going to say they win by 14. Uh, oh, two TDs. Two, okay. Two TDs. We pull away. Uh, we get it established. We run them down. Uh, running game, as Scott said, uh, it's going to be uh, run heavy and often. And, yeah. Um, uh, I think final score is going to be 42-28. Let's call it 42-28. Bama wins. Bama 42-28. All right. Bry- Bryce has 350. 350. I'll take that. What about you, Fonz? What do you think? 31 10. Bama. 31 10. Oh, wow. Defense yeah. comes showing up in the Death Valley. Offense. I think Bryce throws for 250. I think Jameer rushes for like 150. I think we blow him out of the water. That's how I feel. Nice. Nice. That's how I feel. Got pretty I close hope it's, last time, too. I hope it's I uh, Scotty's so. prediction. <laughs> what about you, Murph? Mr. Uh, Fins up, asshole. <laughs> Uh, definitely not bitter about the Steelers loss to a definitely should have had five picks that game but go ahead what's your prediction uh just to be different I'll be a little more pessimistic I I say we win by a touchdown I think the game will be extremely frustrating to watch Mm. you know I hope Fonzie's right but just knowing this on the road team and just and the environment that the LSU uh, stadium will create I think it's going to be a lot closer than I think we wanted to be Agreed. That's a tough. That's a tough night. Night environment at night. I mean, that place yeah. is nuts. I mean, just watching Tennessee and how Bryce is having to like yell at his offensive line, what he's trying to call. I think it's going to be the exact same situation. I think he was yelling at him because it couldn't block. That's what I. Yeah, thinking. that's a problem. <laughs> hey, I've heard really good things this week coming from the offensive line per coach Saban. Good. Oh, good. That, that makes me feel good. Like I keep waiting for these guys to get sick and getting whipped, yeah. and all these stupid penalties, and like finally somebody say, like enough is enough. But you know we don't have that guy. You know we don't have that Rolando McClain that when crap is going bad, you know. Hey, this guys, sixteen defense. Guys, bad. when Rose around, I think you guys were like what eight years old back then. But when when Rolando McLean was around, oh no, oh no, yeah, oh yeah, like dudes, dude. dudes on that defense would would were more scared of of him than Saban. Mm-hmm. Like I'm convinced that everybody balled out because they didn't want to face Roe in the locker room if they if they uh, lagged on a play if they if they missed if they did something wrong if they were out if they didn't follow their or whatever they didn't want to have to face that guy. In the you know in practice or in the right locker room. Here, by the way, in like, there's like, there's there's what that gets you right there. Yes, championship. Like I, I'm convinced that you know him, C.J. Mosley, Reggie, Reuben Foster, the wrecking ball, the baddest mofo linebacker that we've had 
ever. Well, besides DT and Biscuit, but but Ruben Foster senior year, that dude was a one man wrecking ball. And if Jalen could complete a pass, we would have had another championship. But whatever. Uh, uh, but we don't have that dude. We, we we're missing that alpha on defense. That that's like that people fear. So like I'm gonna ball out because I don't want to face that guy in the locker room. I think we're missing that on the defense. I think we've been missing it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Who came along after Foster? Was that uh, that was what Rashawn Evans? You know, Dylan Moses almost Rashawn. was there. That was it. Moses, Rashawn Evans, Shantion Hamilton. Yeah, and you know he was he was he would have been the next one had he been able to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I liked SDH man. Yeah, SDH was was the real deal. Alabama. And, and, Right, he went to Carver in Montgomery. Like you know, he he local from my town, like from my three, hometown. Three three four. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was a big SDH fan. I hated what happened to him with blowing out his knees twice. Um, losing him was a big blow to the defense. Uh, I, I liked him a lot, and I, I think he could have been that alpha in the locker room that was like, "Don't you come in here and let me see you loafing on a play because I will bust you up." You know what I mean? Like. Rolando McClain, people feared that guy in the locker room. That they did. That they did. Of course, he was 6'5", 250. I would fear him, too. From And he was from Gadsden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better fear that sucker, man. <laughs> or Was he from Gadsden or, or somewhere? Where was he from? It was uh, north of Coleman. I know that. I thought it was Gadsden. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Fonzie, the statistician. <laughs> Hey, if yes. Cameron was here, he would know. He, he'd be like, know exactly where he's born. <laughs> when uh, when does Cameron co- come back from overseas? You guys know? February. February? Yeah. End of yeah. February. Where does – um? well, I can't wait for him to get back. I'm looking forward to, to bringing him on board. Um, yeah, I didn't realize they're moving into, like, their new house. Yep. Yeah. Haley's been, Haley's been taking care of that. Yeah. Where is that? In, is this Birmingham? Yeah, okay. Man. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I, I I hope that the defense like I hope the defense spends two weeks, you know, building on that performance against Mississippi State. I, I thought they responded really well against State following that Tennessee complete crap show uh, that Tennessee that that Tennessee game. Um, I thought they responded really well last week. I hated they gave up the touchdown at the end. Another pass interference in the end zone at the end of the game. Is that like the Bama way now? Every game we're going to get a P.I. in the end zone at the end? Is that how it's going to work? Yeah, it was so hilarious for that guy being like, like threw his arms up like, what What the hell? Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. I don't get it. But, like, you know. Even he knew. I was like, dude, what? <laughs> you know, if, if our DBs would just do like this, they would have 20 interceptions. Because I'm convinced that teams now – purposely throw it short because they'll get that flag every time they purposely underthrow the ball because they know that the Bama DBs are never going to turn around. They're just going to engage with the DB with the, with the receiver and hell uh, Kool-Aid early in the year was just tackling dudes. He, he was in perfect position. Like against Texas, 
he had he had a couple plays in that game against Texas where he was like in perfect position for a, 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 a pass breakup or even a pick, and he would just tackle the guy going out of bounds. <laughs> like they're gonna throw that every time. Like dang man. So uh, I think Eli Rick starting is a big deal. He was huge. Huge. It was almost like the dude was like, for seven games, I've been sitting here going, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. He can ball. He can ball. He has a really good attitude. I mean, he was technique. He was swapping ball. He was physical tackling. That one play where he, like, planted his feet and, like, you know, rocked back and then came forward and swatted away. I was like, textbook man-to-man defensive back coverage. Why they didn't they didn't roll the dice with him against Tennessee, I will never understand. But you know, we're too late for that. But that that Tennessee game shook Nick because Sabes was like, hey, this guy's gotta play. Agreed. Agreed. This guy's gotta play. This guy's got he's just gotta play. Like uh, if anybody has speed, Branch, uh, Helms, or Malachi can't cover Anybody with speed. So, like, after Hyatt's, like, third or fourth touchdown, I, I couldn't believe they didn't put him in at that point. <laughs> after his second, they were the same day. I mean, it's like. After his I've second seen, TD. I've never seen a team just same thing successfully over and over and over. over the same and guy and on the same side of the field. Dude, he wasn't. it wasn't like he was running Jerry Judy routes either. No, you know, he no, wasn't was snapping just, off his routes. He was just running past everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what? Confused. That one where Helms was left out to dry, they had a guy lined up right next to him. He ran a slant. Both corners took the slant. God bless you. Hey, y'all, y'all get shot. ready to uh, a name and uh, a name I've been seeing in practice um, through on the defensive side. A uh, name to remember Earl Little Jr cornerback so he's been he, he's been playing and uh who is this is Earl who? jr he is for us uh he plays cornerback for us he's a freshman uh he he's he's legit so don't be surprised if y'all see him out there this week or this weekend so hmm i'll take that earl little jr i wonder how to miss that number 20 number 20 he is 20 True freshman. True freshman, six foot one seventy-five. One thing I noticed you guys didn't bring up, and I'm shocked, is Alabama's <laughs> record. Is Alabama's record in Baton Rouge? Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We dominate Death Valley. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I'm gonna be right. You guys are gonna be wrong. I think we're gonna steamroll. <laughs> Dude, I would be so happy. I, I would, I'd be moonwalking all up and down my driveway if we steamrolled LSU. Because you know my good buddy at work is a huge LSU fan. Talking about Mike Parker, so I'd love to go moonwalking up in his office and, and be like, "How's that? Uh, how's that painting doing on your wall, prick?" <laughs> oh man! But you know, I mean, that's it is what it is. But still. Um, so anyway, all right. So, so my prediction then is I think it's going to be, um, I'm going to say 38, 28, 
I don't think I don't think we cover two touchdowns, but I think we I think we win by ten. But like you said, Murph, it's going to be very frustrating game to watch. Yeah, I'm going to be like the entire time I watch this game. Like I'm going to throw my hat at least twice during this game minimum. I just I got to find an old crappy hat that I don't mind stomping on and throwing across the room. I, I really hope those referees don't ever have a career from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> it is Dude, been I'm, two weeks, people. It has been two weeks since this happened, and <laughs> I, it, it it's been just like that. Hold, hold on one second. Well, uh, well, it's just been funny to watch all the other like other sports commentators. Like, oh yeah, man, that was really bad. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it was really bad. Hey, you, you know what I found hilarious to me was the 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 week after that Tennessee game, that same crew was refing whatever game CBS was doing. Yeah, and they threw like eight roughing the passer flags like in the first quarter, uh, and some of them the quarterback didn't even get hit, but they were just threw them anyway. And then like Danielson was like, even even Gary Danielson said. You know, wow, like uh, you know, Bryce Young's wondering where those flags were last week, <laughs> something like that. You know, even even he made a comment about it. Where I was like, yeah, if Gary Danielson is even saying something benefiting Alabama, it had to be egregious. Had Gary to be Danielson, Garrett's, Gary, Garrett's Danielson. God. Oh Lord, oh, who cares about? Like, can we get Gary out of here, please? Is he gone yet? Gary Dan. One year. Y'all yeah. remember after uh, Terrence Cody blocked that kick against Tennessee, Danielson was screaming in the microphone that it should have been a penalty on him for taking his helmet off? <laughs> that should be a penalty. No. They, they should get one more play. He was like, I don't mean to be a curmudgeon here. Yeah, he's a curmudgeon. He played at Purdue. That's right, Gary. You heard what I said. Gary, you are a curmudgeon. All right? You are a I know curmudgeon. He played for the Lions. So, okay. I know you're listening, the Browns. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, all right. So, those are our predictions for Bama LSU. Let's move on to the other school in the state. This is going to be fun. So, Auburn fired Harzen. Uh, which everybody who is alive knew that was coming. Since they tried to slander him last year um, with that, that assistant um, or his his whatever, whatever, where they tried to completely slander him and fire him for cause so they didn't have to pay his buyout. <clears throat> that didn't work. So then they let him start this season, and predictably they were garbage. Uh and then they fired him, you know, eight games into the season. Big shock. Huge shock. I mean, what a complete dumpster fire that process was. So, my thought about Auburn's next coach was going to be Matt Rule. The fired, recently fired Panthers coach uh, that was formerly with Baylor. Yeah. That was my thought. Like, when they fired him... Uh, then the Panthers fired him a month ago, whenever it was that the Auburn the Auburn folks were like, we're, we're going to call him already. But now that they hired the Mississippi State athletic director, I'm like, maybe they'll call Dan Mullen. Give me the human cow in Auburn, and I'd be laughing. But I don't think they're going to do that. I I think it's going to be Matt Rule, uh, possibly Hugh Freeze, maybe. He just got or, a big contract. Yeah, yeah. That's my only thing. 
Maybe, yeah. Uh, um, or the Cincinnati coach, Fickle. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't seen his name thrown around. Now, I haven't seen his name, but that's just a name that I could see them calling. You know, really a, gr- a group of five. It? Huh? Do you really think he would risk it coming in? I mean, he's going to have to play. I mean, come, if, I were, if I were Luke Fickle, Cincinnati, that's a good starting ground for being yeah. at level. I, let, let's say Pac-12 or ACC. Let's look for somewhere there before you jump into the SEC because I've seen too many young coaches or younger coaches um, jump into the SEC and they get absolutely you know, manhandled in the first three seasons and they and yeah. their reputation's destroyed. They yeah. think nobody, they can't coach. And I, I would hate for because I, I think Luke Fickle is a great coach. I think he has potential to be a great coach. He agreed. He knows how to win. Um agreed. But you know, if I were him, I, I would just for a little bit longer or find somewhere else. Uh you know, Mac Brown, he can't stay at North Carolina forever. You know, I'd say he's he, like a hundred. He's I, I feel like he, he I think he, he might be younger than Saban, but I don't know. Hey, hey, here here's my prediction. For real. Hundred percent. Will Muschamp. Oh God. Oh oh God. What? No. Please, oh, please. yes, please. yes. Please bring him in. He Will Muschamp has been there. Around. He he's already been there twice. Exactly. That's why it's perfect. That's why Yellowwood is going to hire that guy. Well, you know what, everybody? You know, they got a great coach. They got a great coach down in, at UCF. You know, he he's he, he had a former he has a former quarterback from Oregon that is just lighting it up. And he's been to a national championship. And he has got a pretty good winning record against Alabama. Hire him. Hire him right actually, now. Actually, he's under 500, but that's pretty good considering – Better than most people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nobody's really even close to that. So it's just. <laughs> I, I want him to hire the fit pitcher. I call him the fit pitcher because every time you see him on the sideline, Muschamp is just screaming his face off. He's and I'm wet, like, hey, buddy. Wetty. Uh, yeah. You've been fired twice doing that. Maybe try something else. Where is Muschamp anyway? Wasn't he the forest or the Texas coach in waiting like 10 years ago? He, he was he's in Georgia, TV, wasn't he? I think he's at Georgia, he, isn't he? Uh, he is. He's a safety assistant? coach and a co-defensive coordinator. Okay. One thing, analyst. One thing I think about Fickle though, that will help his case for the Auburn job is he is at Ohio State for fourteen seasons. About that. I mean, so he's he been is, at the upper echelon of college yeah. football. Wasn't I he mean, the interim when they fired Trestle? When they fired Trestle, yeah. So okay, I mean. He's been there. He's recruited at that level. It's a little different than SEC. Agreed. But I agree with if that. I was Auburn, I wouldn't worry. I'd about be giving him a call. About. I'd be giving yeah. him a call. I mean, I'd call everybody. I'd call Urban Meyer. I would call mm-hmm. Steve Spurrier. I mean, I would call everybody. I saw. I call Nick Saban. Say what you Steve. up to, buddy. You tired of Tuscaloosa yet? Steve's too old. Yeah. He's way too old. He. It, oh yeah. Uh, well, that's Urban Myers has got like a commentating job with Fox Sports, right? So like, does he? Yeah, I think so. So he's just kind of chilling over there. Well, that that was a pipe dream because you know you remember Urban quit Florida because of the stress. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, go to Auburn in Saban's division and tell me if it, that lowers your stress level. He goes to Ohio State and wins a Manatti. 
first playoff in 14. So. Yeah, thank you, Zeke. I think we talked about this the other day at work. Yes, we did. Parker, about the, the trade to Priest incidents don't, in that don't game against that, Ohio don't, State. Don't bring that name back up. <laughs> we don't speak that name on this show. I, I was telling Jeff at work, there's only two names on Alabama defense in the last 10 years or 12 years uh, that I don't respect, and um, it'll be the name Trey DePriest and Adrian Hubbard. Uh, yeah. Trey DePriest, 33. Oh, gosh. I saw him get blown up on an Auburn kickoff. Or actually, no, he missed a lane on an Auburn kickoff, and they took it back for a touchdown. That was his, like, freshman year, and I said, this guy's going to be one of our starting linebackers one year. And he was. And he was. Um, we paid for and then, it. And Adrian Hubbard comes in and as you know, the old old man Pop used to say, uh, "Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane." So, <laughs> okay, you heard it here first. So back to Auburn. Uh, I got a text from my Auburn buddy. I, I shared this with Parker earlier. Uh, my buddy Nick at Will's Pod. If anybody wants a good Star Wars podcast, go listen to Nick's podcast at Will's Pod. W H I L L S P O D. Podcast of the Wills. That's my good buddy, Nick. Great podcast. He texted me and said that here's his two cents breakdown. His fun hire, number one, would be Dion. Which, if Dion leaves for a D1 job, I think it'll be Florida State. Yeah. I think, I think he's going to be, in the next five years, he'll be the Florida State coach, in my opinion. I don't think he... Would even I don't think he would even give Auburn an answered phone call unless they're offering like ten and a hundred. I also think his personality just clashes against Auburn's like sports boosters. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Now, okay, so that was his. That was my buddy Nick's fun hire. His funny hire would be Lane Kiffin, but he also said just to mess with Saban. <laughs> yeah, no shot. <laughs> now. My opinion on Nine Kiffin is I don't think he would take the job because he wants the Bama wow. job when Saban retires. Yeah, exactly. And if he goes to Auburn, he will never be considered for this job. And when Saban retires, I want Bama to call Lane or Sark. Those are the two calls I want them to make. And Jeff, when Saban and retires in ten years. About Sark, I, with him being in Texas, unless he just absolutely. It hits the fan, and they're terrible. And you know they don't. In the next five years, they have three losing seasons. Texas is the one of the only schools I think that can match us money for money, if not even more. We'll yeah. try. We'll, we'll offer them the ten for a hundred, and yeah. they'll offer uh, twelve. You know, twelve yeah. for ten, or you know, some some along those lines. Now, Texas the only only people I think that could really match what Alabama could could throw at him um but that's who i want either lane or sark when saban walks away um but as much as as nick loves pete golding that's probably going to be our next head coach please don't say that (laughs) i really thought he was the one in the wings for a long time but yeah past couple weeks of so his most likely hire my buddy Nick's most likely hire. And my buddy Nick's a big Auburn guy. His most likely hire is Hugh Freeze. It seems to be he, everybody's favorite. He thinks that's the most likely. Yeah. Um, 
a huge, but like you said, Fonz, a huge sign a big extension, which means really nothing. I mean, guys sign extensions all the time and leave. I mean, mm-hmm. Nate Oates signed that extension with Buffalo and then was announced as the Bama coach like the next day. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, remember Tuberville said they're going to have to drag him out of Oxford in a pine box and they introduced him as Auburn coach the next day. So that kind of stuff is literally meaningless. But I could – I mean, that would be a good hire if they hired him. I mean, you know, they could do worse. <laughs> this is funny. His his God, I hope not hire is Dan Mullen. <laughs> the human cow himself. He calls him Cousin Eddie. That's hysterical to me. Uh, I, I think Dan Mullen looks like a human cow. That's what I call him. Moo! Um... When he's in that SEC Network show, like at halftime with uh, Dari Noka and Doring and all them, and then you see Dan Mullen, I'm like, dude, how did you butcher the Florida job? I mean, that you don't even have anybody to recruit against in Gainesville. How do you butcher that job? I mean, maybe maybe chasing down players to fight him last year or in the COVID year was probably not the best idea. Maybe telling all the Florida people to ignore the virus and come to the stadium, probably not the best idea. Um, but th- that was his, oh, God, please no hire. We're not, was, we're not recruiting. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> was Dan Mullen, which which makes me want them to hire Mullen even more now so I can mess with so I can mess with my buddy Nick because uh, I think that would be hysterical. But that's his uh, – that's his, that's his prediction was Hugh Freeze was his most likely. I saw Tennessee's offensive coordinator, Alex, name get thrown around, but I kind of feel like that's a special thing. Yeah. I mean, I, you never, never know with these guys, man. Yeah, that's true. You never know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. So we're going to bring in uh, – oh, crap. <laughs> so we got something here. If you'll notice, uh, my man to my left – Needs no introduction. But I think we're going to give him one. Hey, that's the reason I said because Maverick says so, and that's the bottom line, everybody. Well, yeah. Maverick, Maverick, why don't you tell us what grinds your gears, buddy? What grinds your uh, gears? You know what really grinds my gears? Uh, big topic over the weekend was the, oh, I don't know. You might have seen it. You might have not. If not, I'm going to tell you about it. So here we go. Michigan State, Michigan at yeah. Michigan State. The brawl in the tunnel. Brawl for all, baby. This is one of the most egregious things I have seen in the last. <laughs> it's the it's despicable. 
that that it happened and it's not the first time that it's happened this year so i just want to talk about what the 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 things that we've seen that have come out on this video um 10v1 if i if i were to, that we we call that if it was out in the regular world you know uh every one of those people's going to jail okay every one yeah. of them Assault. Homie was swinging his helmet. Uh, didn't we see that again with uh, Miles Garrett, uh, Mason Rudolph, and the guy uh, could have gotten pressed assault charges. That was that was suspended. a live game. That was a live game. Yeah. This was like, and uh, let me interrupt you for a second, Maverick. Is Michigan is Michigan stuck in the eighties? Like, who the heck has a stadium where the visiting team and the home team leave the stadium at the same time and go through the same tunnel? Like what? This has happened a lot too. It's not just like rivals game. too. It's like Bam and Auburn grind it out, and then they leave the game through the same tunnel, and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe there was a fight. Somebody should be suspended. Where was the coach? Where was everybody?" Hmm. Yeah, I'm actually a little surprised that a lot of these like they do that though, like the single tunnel like non governed like you know. I mean, that dump stadium has one tunnel coming and going. Like, come on now. You're Michigan. Like, add, add, add a second locker room. It's not that hard. Bama's done it like four times. I mean, like, look like, at it. Just great. imagine if you had Alabama and Auburn players going down the same tunnel every single year. Something would happen. I don't care what year it would be. It's just how big rivalries are, especially I mean, in the SEC. And, and, like, with those teams being the same, same state, uh, little brother, big brother, yeah. That is bound to happen. It Not a good look for Mel Tucker. Not, not a good look terrible. for Mel Tucker. No. So but, I'm it too. but, and I'm not saying that Michigan State was in the right in any of this. There was a scuffle at midfield after the game. They were getting in okay. each other's faces. Yeah. Michigan player decides to walk in the tunnel when Michigan State is going into the locker room. Okay. He's harassing so that, that, him. You can yeah, visibly see him. Field. Okay, so that, that was the guy getting his ass kicked in there, right? Was that yes, one? That was the one guy. That's okay, one of them. I okay. don't. Do I think he should have gotten his ass kicked and he should have gotten jumped? Absolutely not. I think that's a mess. Whoever yeah. did that should absolutely get charged. Yeah, I think two of them already had charges brought against them. Yeah, but Jim Harbaugh doesn't have his players under control either. Right. Not a piece. None of them do. Neither one of them did. Attention, saying, "Hey." I just can't believe that Michigan State would let that happen. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Well, where Classic were you? Classic blame deflecting Harbaugh. Where? Why is your player in the in the middle of a sea yeah. of white as they're going in the locker room? Right after they almost fought in the middle of the field. He didn't take them in there. Like they didn't. They didn't. I mean, it was a total crap there. show. Yeah. yeah. He went in there and got yeah. toe up. Yep. Now, does that, like you said, Fonzie, does that give him the right to hit somebody with his helmet? No. No. But I mean, absolutely not. But. Don't go in there and then be like, I cannot believe Michigan State jumped this guy. Like, what'd you yeah. think? I, I mean, I, I agree with it. I mean, with that issue happening, him going in there enticing it, I mean, it, it's going to make people want to lash out. Do If that's the case and that happened, yeah, it was going to happen. Do I think it was right that it happened? I agree with Fonzie. No, no, it it was still yeah. egregious. Still one of the worst things that I've seen in yeah. the last in the last ten years. I, I but, can't remember the last time I saw that. Make no mistake, it was going to happen. 
Oh yeah, it it was, it about was to going yeah. to happen. And the fact yeah. there's no interference either from like the police, you know, it's just. Well, and then neither coach, they get in their press conference, they're oblivious. Neither one of them had any idea what was going on. Yeah, I'm like, what are you watch, doing? Talk about it. <laughs> what is this, Mark McGuire at the at the congressional hearings about steroids? I don't want to talk about the past. Like it just happened five minutes ago, bro. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Remember, Sammy Sosa couldn't speak English suddenly at that at that hearing too. Never forget that. No, I mean, no speak any English. No, I'm not like English. Oh man. So yeah, like Michigan is stuck in the '80s apparently, or the uh, the '70s with the one tunnel for both teams exit. Like seriously, yeah, hundred hundred thousand seat stadium. Why don't you put a second locker room in there or a second tunnel in there? I don't know. Go Wolverines. Big blue. I mean, I, I don't know. Just me. Just me. You know, it's like 101 lesson again. It's like, come on now. So, it, but that, that I think was a total dumpster fire with that stupid fight. The dude was swinging a helmet on him. I thought that was epic. Um, you know, if you do that out in the street, you're going to jail. So, we'll see if any of what happens with this, but. What is Michigan's record like? Are they undefeated? They are undefeated. They are. Yeah. And they are number five in the country behind Clemson. Clemson's so, uh, statistician, what are the CFP rankings? Does anybody have that handy? Tennessee. Yeah. Is Ohio State two? I believe so. They dropped, right? Yeah. I think it's Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia are the top three. Yeah. Michigan. Michigan, Bama, TCU. Um, who's a TCU and people? Okay. Oh, you, that it is, is another one. It's oh, Oregon. here he comes. Oh, Ooh. Ooh, bring it. Mm. <laughs> so, TCU, I get where you're coming from. Okay. I, I know what you're saying. It's Bama bias. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all say that y'all have one of the toughest schedules in the last uh, couple of weeks, right? Uh, this season. Nobody wants to point out the fact that in the top 10, Alabama has the strongest strength of schedule, okay? They're number 10. Everybody else doesn't even come close. Within The next closest is 21st, okay? I don't want to hear it, okay? y'all. You, the, TCU had to come back in a lot of games in those late games. We lost to the best team in the country by three points to it in a game we should have won. Right. Okay. Even we had it screwed from us, okay? I don't know. Yeah. Regardless. The of fix that. was in. Go watch the last show. Fix go was look, in. Go Everybody knows. Yeah. Go watch the last show. <laughs> Besides that, we lost to the number one team in the country by three Agreed. points at their place. Agreed. And you want to say, oh, oh, I, we're the best one lost team out there. Now, the, the last thing we need to do, and it's for anybody. You have to win out, win your games. You got to win, win week to week. If you don't, you start looking ahead. You're screwed, and it's going to happen to some of these teams. It's it, it's just going to say we're, that we're, we're getting to the nitty gritty, and some of these teams going to get caught looking ahead. Like, oh, it's my first playoff. Well, Tennessee, I'm going to tell you right now, don't get caught looking ahead or get caught with your pants down because it happened to Mississippi State in 2014. They were ranked number one, and guess what happened? They didn't make the playoff. Was that's that 14 they were ranked one? Was that the Dak Prescott team that was ranked one that yep. came into Tuscaloosa? Yeah, it was. Yeah. That it was. Senior that was 14. Wow. 
That was almost, that was eight years ago. Wow. Golly. Things go by quick. It yeah. happens every year. It'll play out. It always does. There's always four or five teams that deserve it in the end. Always. So anyone that's freaking out over the college football playoff rankings just needs to relax. Enjoy the last month of college football. And it'll play out. I was very, you know, I was, I was content with um, where we were in the rankings. I was not mad. I, if we were seventh, I was going to be fine with that too. I mean, We'll let it play I out. think we should be seventh, to be honest, but I don't think I, it really matters. You know? I, I agree. Yeah. It's first week. I, I would like I would like to see us rank lower just to hopefully piss some people off in the locker yeah, room. Like, yeah. like knock us down even more so I can be like, Yeah, yeah, yeah get mad <laughs> about it. Get mad about yeah. yeah. Like get mad about it. Get mad about the disrespect. You know, I was I was fully convinced at the beginning of the year this was going to be a revenge tour, and we were just going to slaughter everybody because of how pissed off we were after that Georgia BS. But I mean, maybe they really weren't. Maybe, maybe they really weren't. And that's just the age we're playing in now. So I'm hoping that you know, last four games, last month of the season, turn that junk up, like run these folks out. I don't know. I'll say one last thing on this topic. And Dad brought it up to me, and he wanted me to ask this. So, let's say Bama wins and somehow loses another game and playoff hopes are out of the picture. Let's just be theoretical here. Not being a negative Nancy, just being uh, somebody who... Uh-oh. Oh, oh, that was going to be good, and it, and the feed froze. Oh, oh, well, that's all right. We got a good pose on him, though. So I don't know if you hear us, Parker, but uh, your your feed froze, so you may have to pop out and pop back in. Maverick, hello, am I back? There he is. Am I back? There he is. There he is. Yes, you. I'm sorry, Maverick. Engage, damn it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What was the last thing? What 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 did it, was the last thing I said before I froze? Something about Papa Ely. <laughs> Papa Ely. So Papa Ely said this. Um, dang, that was really bad. That was pretty far back. Um, I was getting into it too. Um, uh, Papa Ely said this. He said, "So we let's say we win, but we somehow slip up, and we do lose a game, and college football playoff is out of the picture." So we go to I don't know the 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 New Year's Six bowls that are this year that are non you know playoff related. I don't know. Let's say we go to one of them. Uh, the two best teams from the SEC get into the playoff. Let's say it's Tennessee and Georgia. Let's just call it that, um, or or something along those lines. Tennessee and LSU or Tennessee and Ole Miss, whatever it be. Georgia, whatever. Um, so we get into the bowl game. Would you blame? Bryce Young or Will Anderson if they opted not to play? Would you blame them? No, not at all. Not those two. Or Gibbs, because those are three lottery picks. And see, I agree with that. Ten years ago or five years ago, I would have said that absolutely ridiculous. But I do have a stance to change on that. 
I'm yeah. not for players opting out just because they can opt out and they don't want to get hurt, okay, or or something like that. Will Anderson and Bryce Young have done everything they can for the University of Alabama and playing football for this team. Agreed. They're going to be a top. They're both going to be in the top ten, top fifteen draft picks. They have a career to think about. They've done everything they can for us. Bottom line. But if you or someone who doesn't just, you know, want, want to stay involved in it. And you say, you know what, I'm just going to take this, take this game off and I'll come back next year. Um, I, I don't, I don't like that. And I don't respect it. Um, and that's my two cents on it. So yeah, that's what, that's what we're talking about. I mean, we might still play in the SEC championship, even with two losses too. That's true. Just saying. I didn't think about that, but I, you, I mean, you, there's, it'd be there's tough. a chance with two losses. If we win the SEC championship, we could still get in. If that's a lot true. of things go our that way. That would be the most, that is the most insane thing. And, and that's where the expansion comes in big time, where I used to not be a, a big fan of it, where now I'm like, we get in the top 12. We'll let it ride, baby. We're in. Yeah. We'll let it ride. I, I take it at 12 game, 12 team playoff any day of the week because it gives us a chance. All right, we lose three games. We get right in. We can win the national championship. It'd be like the old days. You just get voted the best team in the country. Now you get to make it happen. Make it happen. Where'd Murph go? He did disappear on us. There he is. Don't you. Mm. Um, He's I'm gone. Sorry. <laughs> Guys, I think this is a, this has been a great show. We've got some a lot of opinions out there. We've talked about some good stuff. We we're ready for this weekend. Um, some things lining up. So I, I think we got a good uh, good weekend of sports coming up. Thank God the Steelers are on a bye week, so I don't have to suffer through that on Sunday. But um, where's the talking sense podcast, Jeff? <laughs> huh? We'll where's still talking sense. <laughs> <laughs> All the Steelers get the love, you know. Where, where's the, where's the Dolphins? Hey, man, I'll be happy to do talking fins with you. Tyreek, I'll be happy to do. Here. Yeah, I'll be happy to do talking fins. I'll just, yeah. we won't talk about the game against the Steelers. That's all. God bless McDaniel. Fucking <laughs> goober. I know somebody's son got the head coaching job of the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> So, so guys, uh, this has been fun, f- fun evening. Uh, Maverick, good to see you, my friend. Uh, Fonzie, Murph, uh, I'm glad you guys stopped in. This has been fun talking about uh, this this big weekend of sports. Uh, looking forward to how how we come out of this weekend, and uh, we can burn on this next week. And and if if we get jammed out of a win, I'll be ticked. If we pull one out, I'll be excited. So it'll be good to go. Uh, so anyway, so that's uh. I appreciate you guys joining. Uh, Roll Tide for life. Um, we're going to win this weekend, I hope. So, Parker, uh, Fonzie, I'm with you. 31-10, I would love to see that. I don't think uh, – I think it's going to be a little higher scoring than that. But if it's if it's your prediction, I'd be gleefully happy. So, we'll see. Uh, g- good episode, guys. We will talk to you all next week. Uh, thanks. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. If anybody's watching, don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you guys next week as we uh, talk about the uh, reactions for Bama LSU and anything else that happens this weekend, some big games this weekend. So uh, everybody uh, stay happy, stay healthy, roll tide. See everybody later.